just out in 2019, our newly released paperback version of our book, Affordable Interior Design, High-End Tips for Any Budget, has just hit shelves. If you want to learn more about selecting your style, picking the perfect paint colors, choosing a color palette that will wow, then you won't want to miss this book. Plus, it has a whole bunch of pretty pictures. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you will see our book for $14.99. Additionally, if you purchase it on our website, I will personally sign it for you. And if you use promo code podcast at checkout, you'll get 15% off your entire order. Head to our website and grab your copy today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. tis the season for my seasonal depression to set in i get so sad after labor day it starts to get chilly i have to look for my jacket Today, somebody told me, Betsy, you got to stop wearing sandals, and I think a tear sprung up in my eye. The only thing that makes me feel better during these colder months as the sun slips away earlier and earlier is buying new things for inside. Now that it's getting colder, I'm going to need a new throw blanket, some wonderfully decadent and patterned pillows a nice scented candle. I'm going to have to start lighting my fire. This is the only thing (laughs) that is bringing me solace during this very tough time because inside, my inside seasonal clock still has its beach chair, still has its swimsuit on, and is still waiting for a day for it to top 80 so I can just sneak back out to the sand for a small moment in time. Anybody else feeling this way? anybody else tell me i'm not alone speaking of not being alone your reaction to my academy announcement has been amazing i am so excited this academy is going to be awesome and you're wondering betsy why haven't i heard more well i was away on a two-week beach vacation i am back and you are going to be hearing more next week so if you are interested in affordable interior designs academy if you want to be an interior designer If you want to learn what my designers learn, get one-on-one coaching from me, one-on-one coaching from my pro designer, Paulina, well, then you will want to head to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the Academy tab, submit your info, and you will be hearing from me next week about next steps. I'm really excited. All right. Without further ado, this mailbag is really piling up. Uh, I've been trying to put out an episode every single week. I haven't missed a week, and yet the mailbag is growing and growing more full. So I'm going to try and tackle as much as possible today. That should not dissuade you from sending in your questions to info at affordableinteriordesign.com. Once again, info at affordableinteriordesign.com. And if you want your question to hit the top of the mailbag, if you want to get your question answered because you've got a renovation coming up, because you need to paint next week, you 
you can get your question to the top of the mailbag by writing in the subject line or in the body of your email that you are a premium member. When you let me know that you're a premium member, your question goes to the top of the bag and gets answered first. Speaking of first, uh, let me dive right in with a question from Anne. Anne writes, Hi, I contracted with Betsy several years back to help with suggestions for getting my new apartment set up in Sunnyside, Queens. One of the products she recommended at the time were some basic white wooden blinds. I purchased them per Betsy's plan and advice, and I've been very happy with them for many years. But for better or worse, I'm still in this apartment, and the time has come to replace them. The cords aren't working right, and now the spring is finally here. I need to be able to put them up. I checked on the JCPenney website, but they're not available, and I don't see any replacements. So now I've been putting this off, and I think I need to figure this out. Seeing your newsletter today, guys, Anne is a member of our newsletter mailing list. If you would like to be, just go to affordableinteriordesign.com, go to the contact page, and let us know you want to be put on the mailing list. Our newsletters are awesome, and another one is dropping next week. Uh, Thanks for the plug, Anne. All right. As Anne continues, seeing your newsletter today, I thought I would ask Betsy slash Affordable Interior Design if you have a recommendation for two-inch whitewood blinds or if you could suggest your favorite source. Thanks. I love your newsletter and Betsy and Affordable Interior Design. All the best, Anne. Anne, I do have a solution for you. Uh, First of all, you could go with similar blinds. You can find similar two-inch whitewood slat blinds at Home Depot. Bed Bath & Beyond, those are my favorite resources that will be at the same price point as JCPenney. If you've decided you're going to stay in this space a long time, you may want to invest in a more customized option. You might look at blinds.com. You might even check a vendor who will come and measure for you and even install for you something like blinds to go or Smith & Noble. Of course, that's going to be more expensive, but they're definitely going to have that same option and it might last longer if you plan on staying longer than you'd initially thought. All right, my next question comes from Rita. Rita from San Francisco writes, Hi, Betsy. You recently asked for suggestions for podcast topics, and I would love to hear your thoughts on wallpaper. There are so many wallpapers out there, and I'm drawn to ones with dark blue or dark brown backgrounds. Here are two patterns that I like. I have a very small powder room, about 8 feet by 4 feet with 8 foot ceiling. Such a small space. I don't know what to do. Should I wallpaper only one or two walls? I know you hate accent walls, but then I would paint the rest the same as the background color from the wallpaper. What about the ceiling? Same as the background or use white. What about installing a rail and papering only above it? Do you see why I need your help? I have lots of questions and no answers. My home, by the way, is a standard track home built in the 1950s with no architectural features except for the craftsman-style interior doors and wood trim that I installed. My color scheme is neutrals with wood tones, and my style is mid-century modern boho. Thanks, Rita. Well, Rita, thanks for sending your wallpaper selections. I thought they were awesome. Both of them feature a navy blue background. The first one from wallpaperthehome.com is from Dwell Studio, and it is that navy background but with a gold cloudburst effect that's metallic. And then the second wall covering you sent was a navy background from Wayfair, and then it has these jellyfish that are in a teal that are bouncing all around. 
All right, here we go. Here are some thoughts. Um, my first thought when wallpapering a bathroom is that you need to make sure that the wallpaper that you choose is right for a bathroom. You want something that the moisture will not impact. Oftentimes in the description it will say right for a bathroom or kitchen, right for high humidity areas, uh, even commercial grade. These are things we want to look for if they're going in a bathroom. Otherwise you might experience peeling. Otherwise when the paper gets damp it may make the um, colors run. These are important things to think about and you'll want to check the details on each of these wallpapers to make sure that they're suitable for a bathroom. The other thing that you mentioned is that you're thinking about only doing two walls. Well, you already know what I think about that. In such a small space, why would you have an accent wall or even worse, accent walls? The only thing worse than one accent wall is two of them. It's really going to look like you ran out of wallpaper. What are you thinking? Do the whole bathroom. And by whole bathroom, I mean the walls. I would leave the ceiling white. I would not paint it the same color as the background, even though that stark white will really contrast with the navy wallpaper, I think it will add some freshness and make it not feel too heavy. Additionally, you might have a light fixture up there and you could choose something like a flush mount or a semi-flush that really has a lot of presence. So that white would not only draw your eye up, it would draw your eye up towards a beautiful light fixture. I also love in small spaces to have big patterns. Sometimes in um, small spaces, people go for tiny patterns and it can feel frenetic, whereas a big pattern can feel like a bold choice. I think both of these patterns are really appropriately scaled for that small room. And I think they're both really exciting. And I think that that is a great choice for a powder room. You can take a risk. You can do something a little extreme. People come into that room and get enveloped in this experience because it's so cozy and it's everywhere. I'm really excited about this choice. I can't wait to see which one you pick, but just commit. Totally go for it and be sure, Rita, to send us some after pictures. And I know I've just dabbled in this wallpaper topic. I didn't do a deep dive, but I will definitely do a deep dive on a future podcast because I think this is a great topic. One other thing I want to mention, just because it's top of mind, is last weekend I sourced some wallpaper for a client and they had a big wall in their master and the wall was broken up by a really strange, highly placed window small, squatty, but it was breaking up their ability to do something symmetrical on that wall, breaking up their ability to have two nightstands, have art above the bed because we had this weird, oddly placed rectangular window uh, that was kind of not, it was right justified, so it was closer to the right-hand side, but it was not all the way to the side. It was really present. What I decided to do, and uh, you'll hear me use the word accent. I decided to do an accent wall, but I don't consider it an accent wall because I went for a mural wallpaper from Anthropology. Anthropology has these really large murals. The one I selected was a very abstract seascape. And by doing something abstract, by doing something that does not have a repeating pattern, it's going to allow them to put art on that wall without having it draw attention to the weird window. 
It's also going to allow them to make a strong master type statement because you do want that room to feel really bold and decadent and grand, even if it has quirks. And I love that this irregular wallpaper, something without the repeating pattern as I mentioned, will not draw attention to the fact that the room has this window because if I did have a pattern that repeated, the window cutting the repeat would draw attention to the problem rather than it receding into the background of this beautiful seascape. Anyway, that's just an interesting way that I used wallpaper as I was kind of thinking outside the box for this master. Okay, Rita, just a little tangential anecdote on the end of your question. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Are you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com, click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. This next question comes from Kathy. Kathy writes, help, my daughter is making major design mistakes. Hi, Betsy. I love listening to your podcast. I feel I'm a closet designer and have tried to help my daughter with furnishing her 4,500 square foot home. Her husband just wants it done and she is rushing and she's making mistakes with scale, etc. The biggest issue is in her living room. She's going to scratch the two rows sofas she's purchased and purchase new sofas. She likes a modern glam look. Problem is, there's a gorgeous arched window in the back of the room and a fireplace to the right. She wants to do matching sofas, but the room is large and trying to find a coffee table that will service two sofas in an L configuration is tough. I suggested a sofa facing the fireplace and two club chairs under the window, but I'm not really sure which way to go. Thanks for any help, Kathy. Kathy, I can only visualize this in my mind's eye because I don't have a picture, which is fine, but I'm wondering about her needs. If she likes modern and glam, that tends to be more feminine, the furniture tends to be lighter and less chunky, which might be a reason why you would not do a sectional. However, if she has a large family, if she loves to entertain, you might think of a sectional with legs because then she can get that meaty seating and you can find a coffee table that will easily service a sectional. When you have kids, kids don't really like to sit on armchairs. And parents oftentimes want to be with their kids but don't want their kids on top of them or bumping into them. That's why a sectional is so family friendly. However, if your daughter and her husband don't currently have kids, I think the sofa and the two armchairs is a much cleaner and much more modern glam way to provide seating 
and also to amp up the interest because in a sectional you're getting a lot of that same fabric same texture whereas with a sofa and two chairs you can break up the fabrics and textures of course the sofa whatever you choose for that ideally a neutral ideally not going back to that rose but the sofa would be that neutral. And then you could have some fun with those armchairs. You could do a pop of color, a pop of pattern. You could do something unexpected with the shape. They don't have to be quite as comfortable as the sofa typically needs to be. They could be more structured. There's lots of fun you can have with armchairs. But it also sounds like this room is really big. Would you consider you know, flanking the fireplace with the two armchairs? putting the sofa opposite the fireplace and then maybe at that L shape doing a love seat. That could be a really fun way to bring in another piece. And if she is more eclectic or open to different styles, the love seat might be the piece that has really feminine legs. The sofa might go all the way to the ground or vice versa. Um, you could have one be in a dark charcoal. You could have the other be in a light graphite and then have the two accent chairs be the pops. There's lots of fun ways you could take this. But it sounds like your daughter's saying, hey, I want a lot of seating. And it's sounding like you're saying, hey, I want it to be designerly. And there's ways to combine both. So of course, for her housewarming gift, you need to get your daughter my book, Affordable Interior Design. And in the meanwhile, I hope that tip has helped. All right, let's get to your next question, which comes from Hannah. Hannah writes, Hi Betsy, thank you so much for your on-air advice. Although I've already pulled the trigger on the Green Island at the time the episode was posted, I'm heeding your advice on matching flooring in the basement and on our main floor when we do phase two of our renovation. We are keeping the Teal Monster Vintage Kitchen Unit in the bar area with an addition of teal and the pull-out love seat and coordinating rug with teal accents. All right, so she's updating us on a letter that she wrote a while back that I answered. And she sent some photos of how everything turned out and she has a new problem. Anyway, I think that things are looking great, Hannah. I think you've moved in a great direction. I think having a green island is a bold choice. But this color green is not actually that risky. This is kind of a emerald green meets um kind of like a forest green and i think this will be really lovely when you tie in other things i think you're moving in a great direction and i love that you use the same flooring in this open concept space so that way your eye can just flow straight through from the living area to the kitchen without that visual break now let me get to your problem Betsy, I do have an additional problem now. Problem in quotes because it is a great problem to have. I have a really blank slate in my main living area. The walls are Sherwin-Williams natural linen, and I have a very durable gray couch that we plan to keep along with a dark hardwood TV cabinet and dark leather ottoman. It's so blah. What colors would be best in this area? I'm really struggling now because of the hulking green island in the adjacent kitchen. I don't know how to tie that in with the space or if I need to at all. It seems that I have a blank slate and will be purchasing a rug, chairs, coffee table for the seating area next to the large window, and of course I'll need artwork above the couch. Help! Thank you so much for all your advice. My kids were astonished when I first heard the episode in the car with them. You definitely made me seem like a celebrity when we listened. 
You are a celebrity, Hannah. Thank you so much for writing. All of you who send me your questions, I love getting to know you via the podcast and online, and I love seeing the evolution, so thank you for sending those after pictures. I can't wait to see after pictures of this living space because I can easily solve this problem. Sounds like you're a frequent listener. As such, you know about my 60-30-10. Well, what you need to do is you need to find an inspiration piece that incorporates the color of green that the island has. Just make sure that it's the same color of green. I would go with either the rug having a pattern that incorporates the green or the artwork above the sofa having a pattern that incorporates this beautiful green. Now, since it sounds like you don't like this green color very much, I would make it not the 60. You could make it the 30% or the 10% color. And then because it's such a dark, cool color, as we know, blues, greens, purples, those are cool colors, whereas reds, oranges, yellows, those are warm colors. Since this is a very dominating dark, cool color, you'll want to make sure that you don't do dark, cool colors for the other two components, the 60 and then whatever else you choose, right? So make sure that you bring in at least one warm tone and make sure that the room doesn't get too, too dark. Other than that, sky's the limit. So go searching for that perfect inspiration piece and jump off of that. That will be the perfect way to amp up this room. Guys, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for joining me again this week. I'll be back next week with even more of your design dilemmas and maybe a couple new throw pillows just for me. Till then, bye. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.